Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. Welcome, everyone. I'm delighted to welcome our our guest today, my new best friend, Dr. Gail Hayes. How are you, Gail? I am wonderful and so honored to be here, Dan. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I I think everyone's going to get a great kick out of meeting you because you are a live wire. This is great. (laughs) So I've been told. (laughs) Gail, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Okay, well, let me see. I, I love helping people find answers. That's one of my biggest things. I'm you, people call me in when they have when they have a crisis. Oftentimes, um, when they can't see, because I think that when people are in crisis, they can't see solutions that can that can be standing right in front of them. And I'm able to do a quick scan and help people access their strengths and find the solution so they can find their way out. That's really a lot of what I do. I have a lot of titles, but you ask me, what do I do? This is what I do. I love helping people find solutions. Fantastic. And you've told me you've written upwards of 50 books. Uh, that That is pretty yeah. amazing. That's uh, and, and, and you're not that old. So it's more than a book a year, uh, which is a phenomenal output. So tell me, how do you get ideas for books? From, from people and, and their challenges. When I see a challenge, for, for instance, I have this, I have one book and I think we're probably, we're going to probably talk about it where people are always talking about leadership and I started studying who, who people who call themselves leaders. And sometimes these people are not really leaders. They may, um, they may be managers. There's a difference to me mm-hmm. in a, a manager and a leader. So I started saying, well, wait a minute, who are the best leaders and looking leaders are people who people love them enough to follow them. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted, I want to follow someone who inspires me. So I started looking at, you know, different types of people and, people who call people leaders and then, then they're the unofficial leaders. I started looking at all that and saying, okay, I need to, to, to help, especially women, um, to, you know, find their leadership style because they emulate men and I, we don't need to lead like men. We're different. Mm-hmm. We're different. And I don't care how strong of a woman, a, a woman is, she's not a man. It's just that simple. And we do things differently and that's okay. And we bring something different to the party. Great. So you think of an idea for a book. How do you actually write a book? So I'm guessing you write books very, very quickly. I do. Um, I, I always boil down to, down to three things. Identity, purpose, destiny. I work off something called what I call the IPD principle. Identi- identity. What, am, what is the challenge? What am I dealing with? And I break that down into an outline. And once I identify the, um, the challenge, then I say the purpose. What's behind it? Like, for instance, um, if somebody's having crisis in the workplace, I want to know, um, okay, they want to know the purpose. What's the purpose? The purpose could be somebody's dissatisfied with something in the workplace. So you have to identify the purpose behind the problem. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. And then, and then once you do that, you have to decide on a new destination. What is it? You have to change the languaging, change the atmosphere. You have to make changes. So that's what I do. I break everything down into that simple formula, identity, purpose, destiny, and make an outline and voila. And I go in and fill up, put the meat on the bones and redo it. And then I have a book. 
Fantastic. How, how long does it take you to do that process? It just depends. It depends on the subject. I have one book I've been working on for four years. <laughs> but, but then I have others that I, it's taken me maybe three months from start to finish Okay. to so, flesh it out. It takes me time to flesh it out. Then I have one book. I think I wrote it in six weeks mm-hmm. where I, I mean, I, it was a concept all the way to print in about six weeks, but it was a very short book and it was, and I have to say it was for men. So I didn't want to make it too wordy because I know a lot of men that I know um, think read in bullets. They like bullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I was just listening to a seminar where uh, publishers weekly or someone did a survey that basically said 80% of the people don't read past the past a third of the book or 70% of the people don't read past 30% of the book which is astounding because we put so much blood, sweat, and tears into every word in our book, especially the last chapters where we're bringing them home and the people may not even read it. But the real purpose of a book is, A, to solve people's problems, which I love. That's what I've been preaching for a long time, and you you confirmed that, so thank you very much, that the only reason people Mm -hmm. read a book is to solve one of their problems, and that's exactly where you start. So we're totally on board there. I'm wondering about the business reasons for you to write a book, too. Okay. Can you talk more about that? Is there an intention behind okay. the book to solve, to, 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 to coach, to consult, to, mm-hmm. to what's your ultimate purpose for the book? Well, it opens a, a book to me is like a key to open certain doors. And the, the word author uh, means you have authority and people love to hear from experts. And, and I often tell my clients, I'm, I'm also an executive leadership coach, you know, and I have one client, he's talking about, I really want to speak. I said, so where's your book? And mm-hmm. he's like, what? I said, if you want to speak and you want people to invite you in, they expect you to speak with, as an authority. So in order to establish that, not have, you have to, you need a book. Your story is real. Your story is tangible. Your story solves problems. You have an audience built in. Where's your book? You need to be able, people need to take you home with them. And so for me, the business part of that was, was since people, I know people want to take me home with them, so to speak, after they hear me speak, they have something tangible. And of course, and in this day and age, you have the digital, but it's still tangible because people can access that information whenever they, whenever they're ready, if they purchase it. So the business end is, it, it is, you, you create a flow of income from what your message is, from your message when you write a book, just as simple. Yeah, it, you make it sound so simple. Can you walk us through some of the steps that you would use to get in front of a person that you really wanted to have as a client by using your book? Um, I see. My biggest, my biggest um, way to get clients is word of mouth. I'm always talking. <laughs> and I talk to people who know people who know people. And you know, let me tell you what I've done. In writing some of my books, I actually put my book in people's hands. Mm-hmm. And I say, I said, I want to give you this book as a gift with one, one caveat. I just need to, you to, I need your feedback. Everybody wants to give you feedback, even if they have not written a book. And so I have people that I put the books in their hands and they, and they go, okay, right. I'm gonna, and they read my book. Let me tell you what, one of the keys that I found, you know, you say you write these books and people don't want to read it until the end. Let me tell you what I do. Yeah. I am really good at, at um, creating these little instruments, you know, more A's, B's, C's, D's, E's or F's. So they have to read the book. <laughs> they go, you know what I mean? They take the test 
and they find out who they are and then they want to find out who somebody else is and they end up reading the whole book and they share it and they have all these groups of people reading it because they take these little tests and they find out who they are and then they do comparisons with other people. So I don't really have a lot of problems with people not reading my those books that I've written in, under, in that arena. Can you give us a little bit more detail about what you mean by those tests and the ABCDs? Like, for instance, um, I have a book called The Power of a Woman Who Leads. Mm -hmm. And I developed this little really simple little test with 12 questions. And if you get more A's, B's, C's, D's, E's, or else you identify your leadership style. So um, I have a lot of women, most of the, the people, women who've read this are women who are in the, in the workplace. When they read about their own leadership style, they want to know about their boss. I mean, if they have a female boss, they want to know about their coworkers. So they take this test and then they, I've known for a fact, they have gone uh, around other women in their circles and they've said, I have this book. I would love your opinion on it. Let's take this test. It's on leadership. Well, everybody wants to think they're a leader. I, I don't care who you are. People love to believe that they're leaders because I truly believe, and I have a quote that goes with this book, and it's this. Every woman is called to lead somebody somewhere to do something great, and that includes you. Oh, that is wonderful. Yeah. And so when I when I started this, I, I would tell a woman would say to me, well, I'm not really a leader. I said, um, are you married? Yeah. You have children? Yeah. I said, you're leading. <laughs> I, said, even if, I said, even if you're not, you're leading. I said, every woman is called to lead somebody somewhere to do something great. And that includes you. And so that's how I started. And then I gave them the test and they passed this around. And I tell you what, it has been the most amazing thing. People passing it around based upon that quote, believing that they're leaders. First of all, now that I believe I'm a leader, what type of leader am I? And when you, I write, and I write books not for me, but for other people. I want to know when you read this book, it's not about what Gail Hayes thinks. It's about what you think and what you glean from the material that can help you lead a better life. A lot of times people write books based upon what they think. I don't do that. I watch people. And, and like I said, I love to help people solve problems. And identity is such a critical factor in, what, in everything that we do. If you don't know who you are, you will never know what belongs to you. So I take help people see through the lens of the IPD principle. I do everything with this identity, purpose, destiny. If you know you're a, if you're a leader, you got to find out what kind of leader you are. And then you need some somebody or some mechanism to confirm your leadership style. And then and only then can you walk in the destiny of owning that and changing your life and those that you that you imp- impact or influence. That's really how I feel. Great. Fantastic. I'm wondering how much of your personality and your story comes through in those books that you write. Are these really uh, just behavioral tests or are they uh, ways for you to share your brilliance and showed how you've helped other people along the way? Uh, people tell me that when they read my books, they hear me. They hear <laughs> Yeah. They hear me and they're, and they're, I mean, there's stories in the, I mean, even though I write, I'm primarily a nonfiction writer. I, I and you'll understand what this means. I write creative nonfiction. Mm-hmm. I write, I write nonfiction that reads like fiction that tells a story. And so people love the stories that I tell in my books, even though they're nonfiction, I help the, the people, the, the stories I tell are relatable to their own lives. And so when you can relate something to your own life or something that you're going through, and I'm very transparent when I write, then it makes a difference. It leaves an impact when you can be um, transparent enough for someone to glean from your life and to see themselves as well. 
if that makes sense. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, do you have an ideal length for those kinds of stories or does it just flow there as long as they need to be? Well, the books that I've written like that have been um, have been given a, a word count guideline because it's been from a publisher. One, my first one of my my first book that I wrote like that was a book. Uh, my background is fashion and image, so I wrote my first book on fashion and image, and I just wrote it until I couldn't write anymore. It took me four years to write or three years to write it, and that book um, because I was um, finding out who I was when I was writing the book took a little bit longer. And then I was looking at other women who fit into those categories and interviewing them and watching them. So it took a little bit longer because it was my first book. And by the way, because it took me long, it, 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 um, I've created a product from which I did workshops, um, uh, help other women you have tools to use in their businesses and in their workplace. It, it just became, and I ended up on QVC with this book, which is really interesting. Back in, and I sold over 10,000 copies before there was social media. Um, by just doing email back in the 90s. I didn't know, I mean, I didn't know there was no social media. So I had five women I was sharing quotes with who were sharing with five women who were sharing with five women. And somebody from QVC called me because they heard about me. And this was in 2001. And I ended up going to QVC, selling this book on the air. And when I got there, there was a, a lobby filled with women with balloons because they had read my book on, on image yeah. And they were waiting for me. And I don't know if you know who Lou Rawls is oh, or sure. was. Yeah. Lou, Rawls, Lou Rawls was the other guest of the day. And I outsold Lou Rawls. And when he came in, they didn't even see him. I was like the superstar because I helped these women find their identity. Mm-hmm. And so I sold over 10,000 copies on my own without QVC and ended up. And then Warner Books heard about me. I'm at home. And they picked me, gave me a contract over the phone. Wow. And now that same book is with a third publisher. So what I'm saying is it's filled with stories and all those stories are relevant to the reader, not me, but from my observation of other people, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So uh, what advice would you have for coaches, consultants, executive coaches and such today? Should they self-publish or should they go with the traditional publisher or anything else? What advice? I believe I tell people to self-publish first. Mm -hmm. Work the kinks out. A major publisher is not going to notice you unless you have a huge platform and a huge voice in um, social media, right? And, and that's who that's the climate we're in today. But I said, don't wait. Write it. Write it, speak it, live it, because you're already doing that. Write it, speak it, and live it. And people are going to hear, hear your message anyway. You might as well give them a product. But I always say self-publish because that way you have control over your work. And if you self-publish, which is one of the good things for me, is that you put it out there and somebody will notice something that you hadn't, you didn't notice. There may be something you could shift a different way. You can immediately go back and change it and come back out with that in a matter of a, two weeks or whatever. But if you go through a traditional publisher, you got to wait till they do another uh, uh, reprinting. With self-publishing, gives you a lot more control over your work, um, and you can print it in many for in as many formats as you like. You can do the ebook, and you own all of that. So I always say that first of all, we want to own our own stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the first way to do it. And if a publisher picks it up, they give you a good enough deal, great. If not, you haven't lost anything. Definitely. Yeah, you know, I'm curious. You're such a fireball. When you decide, do you decide who you want to work with and then send them the book or contact them in some way? Or is all of your work coming through from word of mouth? 
mine is just from contact with other people. I watch and notice the challenges and I write a book and then invariably it shows up. Somebody will say, you know, we really need to, I said, I have it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just, as much as I talk, I listen as very well. And I, and I watch and I look at people and I'm really interested in people and their stories and what's, what, what challenges they're facing. And so I listen and I look and I see the challenges and then I say, you know what? I want to send you something. A case in point, there's um, a lot of work with young men these days. Mm -hmm. And I saw about five years ago, I have a young, a young son. I decided that I needed to go into the schools, um, especially being former law enforcement. And of course, for your listeners, just in case they don't know, I am black or African-American. And I would go into this when I sent my son to school and, and when he was, you know, of course, when he was young, I went there and I said, oh, my God, I'm a baby boomer. And I was in there with these these children and they were doing stuff that I would never think of doing. So it's, I had a choice. My background is also professional development. I can either go into the schools and make a difference mm-hmm. or I can just pull my son out and homeschool it. Those were my options. But I decided to go into the school with him and make a difference. And I came up with the concept when I realized that a lot of these young men had an identity crisis. I came up with a um, concept called the conduct of kings. Mm -hmm. And I came up with an anthology project where these elementary school young men became authors and changed their identity. And now I have a book. It's called Today's Man's Little Black Book. It's called The Conduct of Kings. And so I wrote a book based upon my work with young men uh, and, and men, adult men, when they read the book, they're flabbergasted because it's so direct and to the point. Uh, and they said, you know, you really should be speaking, talking to men. Anyway, so I wrote it out of that challenge. Wow. Wow. And you self-published that book. I self-published it. It's a little book, pocket-sized book. It's called Today's Man's Little Black Book. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. You, you you just turn these things out and cre- you find opportunities and you just act on them. And I'm sure that's very inspiring for people listening because people think of ideas and it takes them six months, three years, four years to write a book. And you just push them out because you... you there's you, a need. Yeah, there's a need. And that's fantastic. Um, and- yeah. What, as we wrap up, what final advice would you have for, for a coach, speaker, author, trainer, consultant who's thinking about writing a book to build their career? Do it. People need your message. I mean, you're, you know what? It's, it's, it's literally, I, I hate to use these harsh words, but people are dying to hear your message. Mm-hmm. There are people who are dying emotionally, spiritually, however, to hear your message. Um, you're you're so unique and so awesome and so wonderful. And you really are that there, there are people who need to hear your message. Not every, I, my message doesn't resonate with everybody. I, I have sense enough to realize that I can't reach everybody. So but I know that who is I believe that we're like an orchestra. I'm a trumpet. OK. Mm-hmm. OK. The trumpet goes dead. You know, accents, you hardly ever hear the trumpet doing, unless it's a concerto, you hardly ever hear the trumpet blowing the whole, whole, you know, whole thing, whole concert, because they're so loud. But they also announce the coming of the king. But if you're a violin, <laughs> be a violin. If, if the violins are waiting to hear you, cello, whatever instrument you are, people are waiting for you and your message. They're dying to hear it. They're not going, the trumpet will blow their eardrums out. And I know that. So I wait, but other trumpets hear me. So whatever, whatever instrument you are, don't look at me. 
Remember that you have been given this message by the universe and you have a responsibility to speak it and to live it and to communicate that because others are waiting. They're dying to hear your story. They're dying to hear from you. Fantastic. That's a great way to wrap this up. Gail, why don't you tell us who your ideal client is and how they can get in touch with you? Someone who's afraid to write that book. Come and come on over here. I'll help you. And who's who can and you don't I don't even have to help you write the book. I can help you get ideas for the book so you can go off and do it. So I just want you to speak your message. So and how they can get in touch with me, it's very simple. Handleyourbusinessgirl.com is my website. And just in social media, it's at Dr. Gail Hayes. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for being here today, Gail. Dan, thank you so much for having me as your guest. I'm honored. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.